Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's very finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, in the studio with Jake Birnbaum, back from Pear Tree Ranch, because ranches are for cowboys. And we also have a special guest co-host in the studio with us. We have a busy Shires Byerly from Horse Farms Forever. Lovely to have you both here with us. We have a great lineup for you. We're going to start out with some news. And then we are going to take it over to Dr. Thacker and talk a little bit about eyes and some of the myths associated with horses' eyes. Then Busy is going to share a little bit of her life and history with us uh, about farms, how she got connected to Horse Farms Forever and why it's so important to her, and a very important event that's coming up as well. Then we're going to have Jake's Travels back with Jake. He's going to fill us in on uh, his latest travels and where he's been, what well, he's been missing in action. I felt like I hadn't seen him for months. He said, I felt like I saw you a week ago. What can I say? Busy guy. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> you're busy and mm-hmm. she's busy. Right. She is busy. <laughs> she really is busy. <laughs> and I have to do a quick mention here for the pick brush Bob Fritz sent me. Um, I did receive it, Bob, and I'm really impressed with it. I, I love the idea of the hoof pick and the large brush on here. Very nice. And I noticed on the paperwork it also said you could use this for cleaning cleats and things, which makes sense. doesn't have to just be a horse tool. Jake commented that perhaps hanging a um, bottle opener on here because horses drive you to drink. Sometimes. <laughs> it's a nice stiff brush. It's got a nice organized Yeah. If it disappears, I didn't take it. It wasn't me. <laughs> I think Jake may possibly want one. You might want to send him one because cowboys like this kind of thing. It is a nice stiff brush. You can't actually experience it yourself if you're watching or listening, but I promise you this is a fabulously stiff brush. I'm impressed. I like it. Rhino Products. Thank you, Bob, very much for sending that to me. I'll try it out on my horse's dirty hooves when I get home later on. We're going to start off uh, with some news. First of all, I want to mention the horse ween. October 29th at the Downtown Market should be a lot of fun from 4 to 8 p.m. If you would like to see horses dressed in costume, you know me in costumes. I think that's really super exciting. We're going to have seven or eight horses that will be there for photographs. We'll also have wrap candy all outdoors but undercover, which is very nice. We'll have lots of vendors selling tack and other equine products and services. I think it'll be a lovely fun event. It'll be nice to all be together and be outdoors and be horsing around again. So that is October 29th at the downtown market. Don't forget, also coming up, a topic that we're going to be talking to Busy about later is the Conservation Summit, which we're very excited about. We actually moved our equine meeting two days back so we could be part of this. So we'll be talking about this more uh, later on in the show. I I understand it's almost full, um, which is uh, pretty exciting stuff. And it is obviously very important here in the horse capital of the world. We think it's a very relevant topic uh, and very important. And uh, Adam Putnam will be there. Um, Billy Van Pelt will be back here in uh, Florida from Kentucky. We always love to see his happy face. So it should be a a wonderful summit and very, very important, of course, um, and, and an exciting event to have. Uh, In a little bit of news, the United States Eventing Association has announced the creation of a new program. It's the USEA Interscholastic Eventing League. I can't believe I managed to get that whole thing out. This will launch actually in 2021 and has been designed for junior members who are in 7th through 12th grade. And we love that because we love to hear about the kids getting involved in the horse sports. It's so important. Um, This was actually approved in August of this year to be created at one of their board meetings. And they're very excited about this new program. And as I said, we love to see the junior riders take interest. 
So the U.S. Equestrian uh, has announced they are working on and have created a diversity, equity and inclusion action plan, plan with 10 strategies to advance diversity, equity and inclusion in equestrian sport. You can actually check that out. It's a great list, um, even included Spanish translated forms and website content for our Spanish population, which I think is fabulous because we do have so many, especially in the equine world. Um, very sadly, I always hate the bad news and the sad news, um, Riverman uh, passed away at 30 years old. Very, very sad um, to hear that. Uh, it's a great old age for a grand stallion uh, to pass away, but what a champ, right? Mm -hmm. uh, brought tears to all of our eyes this week. Uh, to hear about that prayers to all connected um, what a what an incredible champion record indeed that horse has I can't actually list it all because it's so long um, but you can look him up if you're not familiar uh, and definitely sending out prayers to everybody connected there in preparation for the upcoming Breeders Cup which of course is the richest weekend in horse racing we've been watching closely all these exciting horses this year it's certainly been something that's kept our mind off uh, the pandemic a little bit as we've um, watched horse racing carry on even without spectators. Um, of course, Swiss Skydiver made an incredible run into the history books in the Preakness, beating out Derby winner Authentic. We're going to see them again. Uh, I, I know there's back and forth on Classic or not for her. It'll be interesting if we see a filly running the Classic, of course. Uh, but normally she would probably be directed at the Distaff. So they've, they've been very brave with her so far and she's proven that she can do it. So it'll be exciting. But uh, Bob Baffert mentioned Maximum Security's work this week and said it was very good. Of course, a horse with a history, uh, the first horse to be disqualified from the Derby for an infraction. And he has had an interesting life, but certainly an incredible racing career so far. So we'll be excited to see him run again. And Authentic, of course, as well, uh, coming back after his Derby win being beat by the filly. is uh, going to give it a shot in the Classic as well. And Tis the Law also will be back to run in that. So we can connect all of those to Ocala Marion County, which I think is very exciting. They all trained here. Uh, so that's, that, that to me is wonderful. I just visited Dominic Brennan uh, this week down at the Summerfield Training Center that Kenny McPeak is now located here for the winter months and went down there and talked to Dominic about Swiss Skydiver and his experience with her. And uh, man, what a filly. What if she won the classic? Wouldn't that be exciting? I like them fillies. I know. <laughs> and she is absolutely phenomenal. Anyway, good luck to all. Um, we'll be following that and keeping you updated uh, as we get closer and closer to that weekend. Uh, interestingly enough, and, and this is my last little bit of news, but I always like a little, a little something, a little tidbit at the end. Helmic Technology has taken a leap with a design announcing the development of a thin, semi-soft, foldable helmet. Mm. The helmets meet European safety standards, and unlike traditional helmets, they're reusable after impact. We hope you don't have an impact. Um, <laughs> I know, isn't that fascinating? It's pretty interesting. Um, it's the world's thinnest helmet that complies with safety standards, only 16 millimeters thick. Traditional helmets are completely rigid and require a thickness of 30 to 35 millimeters to comply with the same standards. So that one will be interesting when you can fold your helmet up and put it in your bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. You start putting that in the uh, cowboy hat style. I mean, they make them that fits over and where it's still a cowboy right. hat like this and goes yes. over. I have uh, one of those coming for baby Johnny to ride for his next size Smart helmet. move. But, but uh, yeah, you're right. What if you could fit one inside your cowboy right. hat? You wouldn't even notice it'd be underneath. That would be really... Hey, listen. I sign up. We, we might be on to something. <laughs> We'll come back in just a few minutes. We're going to have Dr. Tanya Thacker with us, and we're going to talk about horses' eyes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital.
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have special guest co-host Jake Birnbaum back from Pear Tree Branch and I have busy Shire's Belly. I always want to mess that up from Horse Farms Forever. Joining us on the phone, I have Dr. Tanya Thaka from Peterson and Smith and we are going to chat a little bit about horses' eyes. Uh, welcome back to the show, Dr. Thacker. It's nice to have you with us. It's nice to be here. So eyes are a bit of a nightmare. Um, horses' eyes stick out, first of all, <laughs> which, right. which can make that more complicated. And they, uh -huh. unlike cows, seem to like to run into as many things as they possibly can with them. Um, can we start off with the most common eye issues that you come across? Yes, and, and I'd like to talk about the, you know, the state of Florida. Just their natural environment here can actually cause a lot more problems for horses down south as opposed to horses up north. And it has a lot to do with their subtropic, humid, you know, chronically humid environment. And also, you know, the mosquitoes, the insects, and, and the flies and everything. Um, but a lot of things that we run into can either involve the eyelid where you have trauma and eyelid lacerations and then there's other conditions that can affect the globe of the eye which is the beautiful you know bulbous glassy structure that we talk about um, but trauma related things are eyelid lacerations you can see those quite a bit and, it, and it's quite important to have those addressed and and I like to tell people if they've recently moved here also that a painful eye in a horse it, it's a big deal and you should always have someone come look at it um, they can have scratches to the surface of their cornea um, just for, for various reasons, but those can get infected. And, you know, the presence of bacteria can be an issue. But also when I get back to the human environment, we have fungus, you know, right. just growing and yeast just in the natural environment. And it's just there waiting to invade an area that it normally wouldn't colonize. And so when you get um, an abnormality to the surface of the cornea that's when things can happen so i tell people if you see your horse's eye seems to a little bit be a little bit off whether it's subtle you know and, and slightly swollen or just looks a little bit different than the other one you know you should stand in front of your horse and assess both of the eyes and i tell people to look at the level of the eyelashes because the affected eye may be hanging just a little bit lower the lashes may be a little bit lower if there's any question at all and then there's obvious conditions where you have a torn eyelid and there's blood or there's tremendous swelling um, but th those all should be looked at and assessed by a veterinarian. And majority of these issues that you come across for, for eye problems are a result of an injury? Typically injuries, yes. Um, but we also have allergies here. A lot of allergic reactions um, to the insects, um, pollens, you know, seasonal allergies, different types of years. Um, and when we have the rainy season, which I think we're finally rounding the end up, when the grass is growing very fast, very tall, you have a lot of grass seeds and they're, they're kind of small and black and sticky. And those can stick to the surface of the eye, you know, onto the cornea. And that can result in a small you know defect or an ulcer and, and we, you, know, you consider that a foreign body but you can also have traumatic foreign bodies you know they could run a little splinter of wood you know anything a little piece of hay anything like that you know can be can also be quite concerning so myth busting um, a little bit uh, a lot of people have inquired about some of the myths that they hear um, uh -huh. is it true that horses with blue eyes have more issues not necessarily. Um, you know, blue is just the color of the iris versus the other color, which would be brown. Um, it, it doesn't make them any more likely to have intraocular problems, which would be with inside the eye, but it can be correlated to, you know, sensitivity to UV rays of the sun. Um, and then you can have resulting cancers called you know squamous cell carcinoma but a lot of times that ties into the color of the pigment around you know a blue eye so if you have a horse that has pink eyelids it would be like a fair-skinned person 
sense. you know, responding to the sun. Um, so, so you can see more problems with that, but it's, it's tying more into the, the color of the coat hair also and the pigment in the skin, not that just not sense. necessarily because the, the iris of the eye is blue. So, so it's a beautiful color and they get mm-hmm. knocked a little bit on that, but it, it doesn't really make them more prone to, you know, trauma or ulcers or anything else, you know, that other horses can have. I always love to see horses with blue eyes. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and some of the ways to help with that is just to, you know, protection from sunlight. So, right. you know, fly masks that have UV protection in them, you know, don't have them in the peak sunlight hours provide shade you know those are just some some ways to help manage that yeah Mm -hmm. and you know i can't have my horses out without a fly mask on because both of them have allergies something you mentioned both Uh of them will rub their eye into the ground to scratch it and i've watched them put dirt in it don't I, I hate it I take them off and wash them and put them back on because I love seeing them without fly masks uh-huh. but when I take them off they go and find a pile of dirt to put their head in and you know then there's bacteria and sand and irritants and everything else so if you have an itchy horse um, you know a fly mask is a great option but don't Correct. think it's a hundred percent take it off and check it regularly and and um, and I have a funny story about that later but anyway um, let's talk about moon blindness Okay, so moon blindness is, it's called ERU, which is equine recurrent uveitis, and it's inflammation on the inside of the eye, specifically an area called the uveal tract. And the moon blindness term comes from kind of back in the older days. I think it relates back to maybe the 1600s. Owners felt like this recurrent condition was related to the phases of the moon. Um, just because the process of how it works, it will come back if it's not treated. And it is, it seems to be overrepresented in, in, in Appaloosas. So we believe there is a genetic component to it. I mean, it's still debatable for some of the reasons, but we know the immune system can tie into it. An autoimmune reaction that kind of attacks the inner tissues of the eye. I mean, it's extremely important if you think your horse may have this condition to have it looked at because the quicker the response to treatment, the better the outcome because it, it, it is recurrent and they can have different bouts of it and flare-ups and wow. some secondary conditions to this can lead to glaucoma, which is increased pressure in the eye. Wow. They can develop cataracts um, or they can just have o- overall shrinkage of the globe of the eye where the eye's kind of sunken into the head and all those conditions lead to blindness so getting the inflammation under control you know really really can help with you know counteracting some of those outcomes how would you know and so how would you know that i mean only by the veterinarian examining uh the horse you'd know that he had the moon blindness it could be, it can start out quite subtle and look like other conditions. You can have tearing and discomfort, um, a little bit of discharge. But if you ever see any type of cloudiness in the eye, sometimes it can look like a bluish glow to the eye, um, just a milky, cloudy look. That That's a high indicator that you've got some kind of inflammation going on on the inside of the eye. Wow, so you definitely nice. want to make a call to your veterinarian. Absolutely. Um, and, and we we always start with anti-inflammatories and a lot of times if someone calls me I'll have them administer banamine right away um, just to try to get the inflammation under control great information I could ask you lots more questions but we are at the end of the segment Dr. Thacker I want to wish you a very safe trip to Kentucky and back and um, thank you again for joining us on the Horse Talk Show always great information thank you for having me thank you safe travels thank you She is off to Kentucky tomorrow uh, to see some fall and to uh, apparently be in 37 degrees at night. Mm -hmm. Much chillier than here. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. We're going to talk a little bit to Busy about Horse Farms Forever and her role and truly her passion, an absolute labor of love her entire life. Excited to talk to her. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. 
This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with Jake Beerbaum from Pear Tree Ranch. And I've got Busy Shires Byerly from Horse Farms Forever here. Guys, thank you so much for being with us. Paulette, wherever you are, we're missing you. We're missing you, Paulette. We're missing you, Paulette. We can't believe you bailed on us, especially wearing that fabulous costume. Um, busy, let's start off with your name. I feel like I'm busy all the time. Right. I feel like I use that, that word a lot. You're yes. not busy all the time. I'm never She's busy. busy. She's all the busy all the time. I'm Louisa. Um, yeah. So tell us about your name. Um, you have a real name, I right? do have a real name, and my real name is actually Louise. It's so funny. I didn't know you all this time and not know that. It's an old family name. I'm actually the fourth Louise in our family. Really? I was my mother's busy little bee when I was little. So and it was a perfect just, fit. It just stuck. I've been busy. so. And you've been busy ever yeah. since. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter actually got, she's now the fifth Louise, so she's Camille Louise. So oh, really? On that tradition. I feel like really special right yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up on a horse farm, Rolling Hills. Um, I, I hear people tell me all the time that the, the moss on the trees is bad for it, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I think I look at it and I think it's so beautiful, especially right. when the sun's setting. Right. Grew up on a farm. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and your love of the farms and the horses. Yeah, well, I... Um, I grew up on the farm that my mom still owns. I have three horses that I still keep there, and it really is my favorite place in the whole entire world. Is that Micanopy? It's in Alachua, just outside the city of Alachua. And I, we have uh, about 20 magnolias down the driveway. Oh. And just that, you know, first entryway of driving down the farm, I go, oh, I know this is, I know I'm, I'm <laughs> in the right place. I'm, not, I'm in the right place. Um, and so back in the early 70s, my mom had, we actually had the very first horse trials in Florida, with complete with roads and tracks back in the early 1970s. And the Canadian event team came to our farm and Jack McGough was a judge and Michael Page came down and we did horse trials and clinics for about 20 years. And then my mom said, I'm, that's enough, I'm tired. It was a lot of work. Got you a lot of work, yes. Um, but I had so much. I you know, have so many happy memories of growing up at the farm and participating in the horse shows, and I was a, you know, did pony club and all that fun stuff. And so, you know, just growing up, I had to get a real job, <laughs> and um, went to college and decided I wanted to devote my life to saving family farms. You know, I was, what would happen to our family farm? You know. Um, our family has taken um, steps to make sure that our farm is protected, but I found 
the land trust movement and private land conservation as the answer is how do you help save families farms for the next generation and so um, I have 16 years experience working in land conservation 14 with a statewide nonprofit land trust called Conservation Florida and so far they've protected about 25,000 acres of land in North Central Florida Wow but my and so they sort of expanded their mission to be more of a big wet and wild and greenways and wildlife corridors but my passion was really always about just family farms just I wanted to help pass that on to the next generation um, do you think some of that and and Jay you can probably comment on this as well because I'm sure you're aware of it but do you think some of the generations coming up now don't have or haven't had the same like passion and love for the land so is there a fear somewhat because this is what concerns me is as the older people right. pass away the next generation that inherits that beautiful place might be like I don't really want to deal with all of that I'd rather sell it to someone and in it just get developed and then there's that risk and does that is that kind of something that's a big concern and I think it should be here it is. right I mean you hear about it I think all over the country with farming and agricultural things on the bit of the decline mm -hmm. and that it starts to become because it's not 100% um, necessary like horses is a for fun thing right. nowadays we don't have to have horses to make mm -hmm. the world go round I do um, I, <laughs> think that we don't. Um, it, it's easy for people to, well, that's hard work, that's the farm I want to go off, you, you know, the stories of kids want to go off to the big city. And well, that's why I love what you were saying about, you were talking about, oh yeah, you know, I've ordered this cowboy hat helmet for my little guy because you want, he, he's growing up like a farm life, he's going to appreciate and understand and love because he's, but not everybody has that and so sometimes I'm afraid that you know the generations coming up aren't going to have the passion that we have to preserve this culture that we have here that's so important mm -hmm. to Ocala, Marion County and the surrounding areas that we keep that. Well, and there's a lot of ways that it's, you have to learn, and I don't know about it. I'm just aware with how do you pass on a farm okay. to not get ta all of a sudden you can't pass it on because they're going to come and tax this. Uh, but there's information that needs to be known about that, and when you can have people like yourself to support to families support it. and keep that, where Absolutely. it makes it harder for you know families to lose the farm. Right, it's an important thing. Right. It is, and and it matters. You know, I mean, it matters all over the world. It matters all over the U.S. But I think. You know, one of the things that draws people to Ocala, to Marion County, is the beautiful farms and the farmland and the horses. And that's a key part of the economy here as well. So we have to remember that a lot of people may not want to come here if it, we didn't have this wonderful draw. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a balance. And what I love about Busy from the very first time I met her was not anti-development and not anti-jobs and anti-the things we need, but just having them in the right place. Exactly. in where they belong and keeping the the farms preserved which is so wonderful that we have a farmland preservation area here that is is protected but to have you know someone always battling for us it really matters um, and especially uh, back when the FDOT had the thread of the coastal right. connector and and horse farms forever jumped in let's talk about how you actually you were with a different organization mm -hmm. and now you're with Horse Farms Forever which is absolutely phenomenal, I couldn't think of a better fit. Um, but talk about that transition and, and what that's, how that's going to work. Yeah, so I, um, in 2017 I, I actually created my own project in Marion County I remember. called the Horse Country Protection Program and I really just wanted to educate I held a community-wide summit about how Marion County was going to grow, what was the future of Marion County, how are we going to protect what makes Marion County so special. And the long-term goal of that was to um, implement new policies in Marion County's comprehensive plan, which we call a rural land management plan. How are you going to manage your rural area? Um, and I was just me, myself, and I, pretty much. I know. We had a great, um, I remember my, the very first leadership roundtable meeting, I had 40 leaders um, from the community. You were there. We had the mayor, uh, Commissioner Michelle mm -hmm. Stone, um, both city and county planning departments, Farm Bureau, Farm Credit, big farms, small farms. My first meeting was scheduled May um, 8, 2018. On May 1st, 
FDOT unveiled the uh, maps for the coastal connector. I invited 40 people to my meeting, and 40 people showed up <laughs> on May 8th. They're like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, so that was sort of the beginning of the conversation. And then out of that, um, sort of the chaos of the coastal connector, everybody was kind of running around, not knowing what to do. Um, three influential landowners f got together and formed Horse Farms Forever because they needed to be a united voice. Right. And they needed, you know, a real organization to come together. Um, so I'm sort of back in the, you know, behind the scenes doing my project. Horse Farms Forever was formed in 2018, right after the Coastal Connector was announced. Um, Hold that thought, Busy. Okay. Um, we actually have to go to break. But okay. the good news is we're coming right back with Busy and okay. we're going to finish this story <laughs> and hear the rest and about the Conservation Summit too, which I'm really excited about and mentioned at the beginning of the show. So stay with us. This is the end of the first half only, second half coming up. We'll be okay. right back. <laughs> this show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Vance, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Varton. In the studio, I have special guest, Jake Beerbaum, who is back, uh, our guest co-host, and also Busy Shires Byerly from Horse Farms Forever. Going to jump over really quick for a mention for Pulse Center of Ocala. Uh, I have a confession, and that is the last couple of weeks, I have not had enough time to get in and I can feel the difference. If you're an equestrian and your body is aching and hurting and you're putting it through the paces, um, riding several horses a day, then you know what those aches and pains are like and Pulse Center of Ocala can absolutely change that. A couple of visits a week, even once a week, I was regularly getting in and I felt 100% better. Energy levels, less aches and pains and much more mobility. So make sure you check them out, Pulse Center of Ocala equestrians need it we take care of our horses not us so much um, switching it back to uh, to busy we were talking about horse farms forever you kind of coming together and with that organization um, kind of take us forward from that point mm -hmm. and how the farms are getting involved what people can do and then I want to talk about the conservation summit as well okay so horse farms forever was formed in 2018 and the mission is to help preserve the character and culture that horse farms Horses and the farmland preservation area bring to Marion County. And our board is actually made up of, we have an inventor, we have a dressage rider, we have Chester Weber, carriage driving, we have racehorse people, we have a realtor. You know, so we have a very diverse board of people that are really interested in preserving what we have in Marion County. And so after the Coastal Connector was defeated, we got that letter from DOT saying canceled. <laughs> um, we could <laughs> all take news. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was so, very good yeah. news. It was a you know like a big sigh of relief. But the you know the question was, what do we do now? And and as we you know as time went on, they could see that there were still threats to the farmland preservation area. There were still zoning changes, land use changes, um, and so they made a conscious decision that they were going to sort of be that watchdog and take it to the next level. Um, they were very active in the update of the comprehensive plan the next year in 2019. They were able to add some new I remember that um, language to help protect the farmland preservation area. But as we've gone forward, we realize that there are even though there were some tools added, we do need to still add some more conservation tools. And so that's what this conservation summit is about. Um, we have Commissioner Adam Putnam coming. He was our former Commissioner of Agriculture from um, the, the state of Florida. And he is a, I don't know, several generation farmer yes. and rancher. I'm He's not a sure wonderful how many, man. Yes. I'm not sure how many generations. Also a conservationist. He's now the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. And he's really able to sort of tie that you know, farming tradition and conservation together in a really powerful message. And I hope I'm a hope really big fan of yeah. his. Always was yeah. great he's, guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm really I'm hoping that will help inspire us. His his speech and his talk will help us, you know, to say that we can come together, you know, we can have this, we can have the best of both worlds. And then Billy Van Pelt, um, another guy I love. Yeah. <laughs> He's from a national organization, the American Farmland Trust, and they yes. do research on a nationwide basis about the loss of farmland, best practices of how to protect that farm. Those his farms. presentations are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really gets to the yeah. to the nuts and bolts and he the does. really important facts. He's a great guy. Yeah, it's important for us to know that stuff on how how this works because. Um, progress is the name of the game, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do we keep moving forward? Uh, it's a wonderful time to live in Ocala. I was scrolling through, and we're like the sixth best place to live in the country. You you shared that. Yes, I did. This week. And it's because how do we keep that? How right. do we keep that? This is an up-and-coming place right. without sacrificing what makes this exactly. place special. So how exactly. do we bring more people in, be able to handle more people being here? However, keep the horse farms working where they can be there for people to enjoy right. and keep Ocala, Ocala. Totally. It's yes. a balancing act, isn't it? Yes. yes. And that's what Billy's going to be showing us is that, you know, the good news is, is that there are tools that private landowners can use right now today without any comprehensive plan policies. It's conservation easements, uh, donation of development rights, all those. It's just, you know, very detailed. Um, and the other good news is that there are communities that Billy's going to share with us that are from across the nation that have found that balance. You know, you have, that's why you have an urban growth boundary. Your urban growth is directed inside that urban growth boundary. That's where your services, your water, your sewer, your schools, your fire and your police all are sort of directed within that urban core. And then you have your more rural services outside in the rural area. That also saves taxpayers money. So you're not having to extend water and sewer lines way out into the countryside or um, urban type services. So um, he's the other thing that Billy's going to present is that this is not just an issue in Marion County. This is a nationwide issue. So it's um, the American Farmland Trust report is called the State of the States, and this is happening on a nationwide basis. But the concern really is that if we're going to be a nation that feeds ourselves. And we have population growth, but at the same time, we're losing our most fertile land to population growth and, and sprawling urban development. You know, this, these two things are going to collapse, and we've got to find that balance so that we protect our best soils um, in order to feed ourselves in the right. future. Right. <laughs> it's be and a food is sort of important. Right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So. so the Conservation Summit, tell us, um, I know you said their registration's almost full. Right. I'm going to be there. I'm excited to hear more. Um, tell us about that. So it's uh, Thursday, November 19th from 12 to 2.30 p.m. at Golden Ocala. We'll have lunch served. Tickets are $30 each. And um, we're limited to 120 people. Um, we are following the social distancing guidelines. We'll have you know, encouraging people to wear masks and have all that good stuff there, right. sanitizers on the table. Um, but we're hoping that it will still be an in-person event, um, and we're encouraging people to attend and Absolutely. continue this conversation. This is the first step. 
The second step after that actually is we are um, hoping to conduct a community-wide survey, a quality of life community-wide survey, which was similar to the one conducted in Lexington by the Matrix Group. And um, they were able to form a partnership between um, the Chamber, um, Tourism, um, Farm Bureau, and also we're hoping to um, form a similar partnership but it would be conducted um, in Marion County, hopefully in the spring of 2021, and uh, ask questions about how do you feel about the quality of life in Marion County, transportation issues, economic issues, um, healthcare issues, and then our questions are, you know, how do you feel about protecting the farmland preservation area? Would you support, you know, increased policies or uh, sales taxes to help protect that? So those are all questions that this committee and this partnership will help develop, um, hopefully in the spring of 2021. Nice. And that will be a first step forward to help give, not, it won't just be our opinion or you know the community's right. opinion. It'll be a, a real survey conducted by a real survey group to say, this is what our community wants moving forward. And that will hopefully be sort of like a springboard to take to the county commission and our elected officials to say, now we can move forward with adding more policies to our comprehensive plan because we have this support on a right. community-wide level. And it does matter so much. I right. mean, it's so important. Right. And it, it is, to me, I think it's it's our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, it's what makes people want to come here. With and our economy, 18% of our economy. It's huge. So. Yes, it's, it's huge and that's growing all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, we are at the end of the segment already. I just flew by. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I want to mention again, you know, for more information, please do go to horsefarmsforever.com. Uh, you can go there. Even if um, the Conservation Summit is full, you can become a partner with them. You can make a donation to them um, and, and help to keep this moving forward. We feel like it is a really, really important part. We're very, very glad to have an organization like this um, taking such a lead and such an important role uh, in a community where this is really needed. And, you know, as busy and I said, you know, it, it's not an anti-development. It's not anti-jobs or growth here. And as Jake said, it is bad balancing those two things to make sure that we have the best of both worlds here in Ocala and Marion County and we're all for that so check them out horsefarmsforever.com we'll be back on the horse talk show in just a few minutes stay with us the Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family-owned, licensed and insured, get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton in the studio. Got Jake back from Pear Tree Ranch. I'm always reminded it is ranch. Ranch is for cowboys. <laughs> and Busy is here from Horse Farms Forever. And before we actually wrap up this, the topic of um, farmland preservation and conservation, the summit that is coming up in November, um, as Busy mentioned on the break, is actually also available once it's full. You can actually watch it because yes. it's going to be live stream, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you'll be able to go to the Horse Farms Forever website and watch you, it. Is that the? It's actually um, only 
we're going to be able to send out a link the day before to people that have registered. Okay. So you will have to register. It's a $30 registration fee that's helping okay. to cover our costs. Right. Um, and then the day before, we'll email everyone out the link for the live streaming. And we have Dylan video coming to do the live streaming for us. It'll be a Great. YouTube link. Okay, so. I see. So if it's full and you're not within that first group that's registered, you can pay the $30 register and you'll still receive the link exactly. and be able to watch it. Yes. That's absolutely perfect. Yeah. So Jake, um, we're going to switch it over and start chatting. Busy's going to stay with us, which is nice. You might yeah. have some things to ask you too. Um, I don't know when I last saw you. Uh, so let's see. Um, I was here in. Must be a couple months, right? It has been. I was here in July and because I was home for about three weeks in July. And then I. Where did I go? Aww. Oh, <laughs> I'm up north. And uh, that's my niece, baby Ava Rose. Like. Ava Rose, I like. That's mm -hmm. a pretty name. So I got to be there for my brother and his wife. Uh, to see her after she was born. Um, the so you're Uncle Jake. I'm Uncle Jake, not just to <laughs> horses and a bunch of uh, um, random kids throughout the uh, world, but uh, I actually have my own blood, blood niece now. So we got to do that this summer, and then we were in Illinois uh, the first week of that August. That looks really nice mm -hmm. right there. That was from one of our trail ride clinics. And then uh, I was home for just enough days to repack and leave again, and we did our big fall run. And some stuff got moved around because of the Rona that the Rona. Uh, changed yeah. mm -hmm. some of our travel plans for the summer. But um, uh, we usually do a spring and a fall run. And we, this fall, we left uh, end of August and we spent two weeks in Virginia. And so we did um, some horse training, we did some people training, we did some uh, workshops uh, for people. So for me, we classify workshop as a three hour block on a specific subject. So we did things like cows, cows, cows. Um, we did uh, something that we call the art of the circle. So everybody knows we do a lot of circles with horses. It's mm -hmm. really good for their bodies and their minds to help soften them up, get supple, get them in relaxation. And you can just do it as a job. But you can also take it and it become, can become an art form. And so um, it's a groundwork thing that we set up and then it helps build into your riding. So we did that workshop. Um, and then I also had regular uh, lessons and uh, horses to ride through those two weeks. And we left Virginia and went to the Midwest. And I did a three-day cow clinic. So for us, a clinic is a one to three-day event that can be on a variety of topics. And so we did everything from learning to work the mechanical flag, to working cattle as a herd, to working a single cow, to um, doing some ranch type jobs, swinging a rope, opening and closing gates, dragging things. Um, so we did uh, that in Wisconsin. How and fun. Doesn't that all sound so and fun? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot more fun than sitting mm -hmm. in an office. It's, you know, we joke about having to grow up and have a real job, and I kind of laugh, and it's like, I get paid to dress up like a cowboy and ride horses all day. It's a, it's a tough life. life. Yeah. It's a hard life. Um, so you have these prearranged clinics then, where you've got people who book ahead of time, yeah. and, and they want to learn a lot of cow work? Is that we have, um, you know, a whole variety of different things. We have everybody from uh, recreational riders that um, like to trail ride or do um, um, fun things on the weekends with their horses. We have horse professionals that compete in a variety of different things. We had some people that I helped that were into working equitation. Um, we do work with uh, venters. Um, we've done work with Tick Maynard in the past, helping him with some of um, the horses that he works with um, to help troubleshoot and collaborate on things. We work with dressage riders. We work with Western uh, riders. So kind of have a whole variety and our specialty really is foundation training. How do you have that horse have a balanced skill set so they're ready to go out into the world and then learn a discipline specific thing um, for whether it be showing or just for fun that people like to uh, enjoy. And then um, also I do a lot of young horses. 
Um, so really getting that fresh start uh, with them. And then sometimes we have the horses that got off track and didn't get that foundation training, the naughty horses, the problem children. My horse kicks me, my mm -hmm. horse rears, my horse bites, my horse won't get in the trailer, my horse pulls back. And uh, how do you fix those puzzles? And so um, sometimes people bring those to a clinic. Sometimes they'll bring them uh, and I'll try to stay in a place a little bit longer. Like I mentioned, we were in Virginia for two weeks. And so we could so if you stay somewhere two weeks, does that mean you have a really naughty horse? <laughs> and um, sometimes it's just that there's that enough people that want that kind of consistent help to kind of next level what they're working on, then it can give us that, that time. And so it, it makes for a fun thing. And our last stop along the way was back to Illinois. We did that trail riding. You saw the picture. We did the trail riding clinic. And so we... Uh, did some work in the morning, get, how do you get your horse ready to go on the trail, how do you get your horse ready to ride, how do, you, um, how do you load your horse in the trailer, how do you tie your horse in the trailer, how many different ways are there to do it, and you just got to pick what works for you and your setup. So we looked at all of that prep, and then how do we, once we're to where we're going to ride, how do you um, get your horse ready and make sure that you don't just pull them off the trailer and jump on there thinking everything's going to be good to go, because it's not always the case. How do we handle that? And so we had some horses that wanted to go too fast. We had some horses that didn't want to go enough. We had That's my horse. <laughs> that just want to eat grass the whole time. Right. And the horse that wants to rush to the front. And how do we handle these things and not just pick a fight? Mm -hmm. um, and spend the whole time because something that I have found from riding a gated horse and riding quite often with people with quarter horses that I end up spending a lot of time correcting my horse so that we are riding somewhat together yeah. um, and that can be it can take away the enjoyment of the relaxation especially if you have ridden with gated horses before and they've all stayed together and then you're going to ride with somebody whose horse is quite a bit you know slower yeah. you end up sort of separated yeah. and that can be lots of small circles and turning around and going back and checking your horse all the time so he slows down a little bit and that can be a that can be a job. It's tiring. Most people nowadays, we were mentioning this before, their horses are not necessary to pay their daily bills. Their horses are what they do for fun, either in their off time, whether it be in the evening, right. the mornings, or on the weekends. And so when the horse doesn't act the way they want it, it can be stressful. It can right. take all the fun out of it and makes you want to give up. And so um, that's why there's a balance to just like I might know how to change the oil in my truck, but that doesn't mean I always do it. Sometimes you take it to the mechanic where that's their job. Exactly. Same thing with, Same thing uh, with uh, absolutely. We are going to take our last break and come back with our wrap-up segment with Jake and Busy and uh, finish up the show with us. So stay with us for a few more minutes. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. 
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. We have Busy here from Horse Farms Forever and Jake from Pear Tree Ranch. And we've been uh, talking a little Jake's travels, and uh, he's kind of filled us in on what he's been doing the last couple of months. But uh, before we switch it back over to them, i got to tell you something that will probably amuse you. Um, and that is that last Christmas, I bought for my son for Christmas a, um, a trip, and it was at the Stirrups and Strides fundraiser, uh, and I bid on a trip that sounded like fun, and I got it, and I was very glad I did, because Stirrups and Strides a wonderful organization. It was mm. great that that donation went to them. Anyway, we were supposed to go in April, but it was sort of when the pandemic started, the whole thing. We didn't really know what was going on, and I, I didn't want to leave a pet sitter at my house, and you know, we, we kind of didn't know what was happening. So anyway, we changed the date to October, and it's this weekend coming up. So um, I'm just letting everybody know I am going to be without a telephone <laughs> for three days. I'm not going to be able to answer texts, emails, or phone calls Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I am going to be at the North Florida Survival Camp doing the Weekend Warrior. And no, not the Weekend Warrior you might think of. Um, we are going to be out living uh, outdoors with no tents or anything and we're going to gaze at the stars at night and read books and we are going to learn how to survive uh, on what we can eat out in the wilderness oh my gosh. and how to build a fire and we're going to hike to the base camp and um, anyway just letting you know Everybody, I'm going to be out of touch. Tomorrow, the, one evening before you go, I don't know if you know this about me, but I studied at survival school for a number of years before I began my riding career. So you come over, I'll show you how to rub sticks together. <laughs> I like the sound of this. Uh, anyway, it might be an interesting adventure. I'm going to carry a little digital camera in my fanny pack. I can't even say that word being British. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're allowed one change of clothes, a couple of pairs of socks and underwear. Um, a knife, a flashlight, a headlight, um, for a, it's easier to, and a pair of gloves, and um, that's it. And so I'll be reporting back. I'm taking a digital camera so I can take some photos, but I'm not allowed to take my phone or any kind of form of communication like that. So it's going to be an interesting few days for me, disconnected from, you know, I'm never disconnected. I know. Uh, I'm going to be completely disconnected and learn how to survive if god forbid i was ever out on the uh plains or stuck in the woods or in the forest somewhere that i would i'd be able to manage so uh, it'll be a, a fun experience i'm looking forward to it and i will share all the details um with it uh about this visit i'm taking a, oh i am taking a lot of bug spray by the way <laughs> because i hear you need rather a lot and apparently there's been a lot of bears seen out there so I'm hoping to see a bear because I think that would be really cool. Um, but anyway, it should be interesting, exciting, and um, when I get back, I should be uh, more capable. It's like, this sounds really cool. So, yeah, Edward and I are leaving on Friday, and we'll be back on, uh, on, on Sunday. So we'll see. Whether, well, maybe we'll be back on Sunday. <laughs> this is called survival. So, <laughs> so anyway, but Jake, have you ever hit a brick wall? with a horse have you ever had a training situation where you could not correct the problem get to the bottom of it figure out why a horse kept doing the same whatever wrong behavior so far i've not ever run into anything now you are still a young man that's right i got i got time but so far i haven't found anything that we couldn't make a change usually what ends up happening is we run out of time right because um, I do have a mortgage to pay, I got a child to feed, I got to put fuel in the truck to make it on all these travels. There are bills to pay, 
And so if I'm going to pick riding a horse for free, I'm going to pick my horse. Um, right, makes versus sense. Versus a really um, challenging horse. We do give away a lot of time to people um, throughout our travels and time. I really try to give back. You mentioned stirrups and strides. I've done work with them and for them in the past and donated things for that same giveaway. Uh, fundraiser yeah so we we do give a lot but usually you end up running out of time where people don't choose to not keep putting money into a horse that is having that much trouble um, but usually it's a matter of it's a you need to increase time or you increase pressure it's one or the other and you can only increase pressure so much on a horse right and you can only take forever right, right. you can only use so little pressure um, there has to be some amount of discomfort to cause a horse to change from where they're at. But um, when you have that in mind and you can be creative, there's so many resources out there, uh, clinicians like myself that um, travel all over and are offering help. There's lots of online programs. A great one that I know about um, is thehorsemansuniversity.com. Yes, Some really good great guys. Young guys. Yep. Yes. There. We don't mind having them all on the show anytime. <laughs> Handsome chaps. <laughs> that's a uh, part that I'm. Um, we just finished filming ten different videos that are all going to go on there. Um, now with the things the way they are, people are wanting to stay home. We have a virtual clinic that I'm doing that will be up in November on haunches in, shoulders in, and leg yields. Oh my! So demystifying some lateral work and how do we break that down and keep it simple. And so that's a resource you could then film yourself at home. You get to watch the video that I made, visit, and then film yourself. I watch that, give you coaching, and then you get to do another day. Um, so we have a three-day virtual clinic that we're doing with uh, the Horseman's University. And then, uh, you know, we do lots of different variety of things at home for the winter, which is nice to be home now. Nice to be home. We just finished a one-day Liberty Clinic on. Saturday and we've got a horsemanship clinic coming up and we've got I need to get signed up for one and bring the Mustang yeah, come on over it, we got a lot of different stuff and the the beauty of foundation training is it's a variety okay it's a variety there's so many different things you can do with a horse and so we kind of help set that that baseline of groundwork and uh, beginning riding to then where you can take it and go go from there and it just it tries to help put that fun back in there because again for most people horses about fun right that's what it is for me it's my downtime it's not my i wouldn't mind it being my full-time thing but it's not my full-time thing it's my actually it's my get away from everything is you know my my horse time so i think the more that people like you that are professionals that can help people make that time valuable and enjoyable that makes a difference yeah. Wouldn't you say busy? I yes. mean, that's what you want, right? When you have time with your horse, you want it to be good time, and, and that matters. That's that balance: is trying to offer uh, the help to get the horse ready, but also offer experience and fun things to do. And so, when we do those one-day weekend clinics at home, hundred bucks for the day. I mean, private lesson at my house is hundred bucks an hour. Okay, and so yeah. that one-day experience is a is a great opportunity that we try to offer to have that fun have that community great value repeat people yeah. that come because they're enjoying hanging out with their friends they hang out with their horse they learn a little something it, it makes it a good time so uh, building that community which again is what you're working on that's why right. i get excited hearing about what busy's working on is that community to stand up for family farms conservation great connecting people you know <laughs> that's another thing that we love to do on this show um i gotta have uh, a quick mention before we wrap up don't forget that it is Horseween on October 29th we do have some spaces left for vendors it's only $20 if you're a 501c3 it's only $10 and um, that's just to help us cover some of our costs to have the market that night from 4 to 8 horses in costumes wrapped candy at 6 o'clock we're going to judge the horses and choose a winner and Piranha who's our presenting sponsor of the equine initiative is going to judge and pick a winner I'm sure they'll all be absolutely adorable, be great fun. I'm hoping people bring, even bring dogs in costumes too. I think that'll be a great, great fun time. Lots of wonderful equine products and services. And then don't forget to go to horsefarmsforever.com and find
find out about the Conservation Summit, make your uh, donation and at least join in on the video part uh, of the live stream of this event. And then don't forget, if you have a horse with problems, Jake's Pear Tree Ranch Dot com he can solve it for you I'm absolutely sure and you'll enjoy uh, the time you spend with your horse much more it'll be more valuable thank you both for being on the show with us thank you. Thank we're you. checking out for now whether you're in Ocala Marion County Florida the horse capital of the world or not happy horsing around until the same time next week